Beyond the Field podcast. My name is Kane Wallstrom here with Easton Asiwa, and today we're going to summarise what has happened in the month of April um, that we've just been through. So, Issa, welcome firstly. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a bite in the ear. I think winter's upon us, even though the next few days are going to bring some sunshine, but it's definitely um, a bite in the ear since the start of April. It has, mate. So um, I'm going to run through a, a list that we've sort of just created and summarised, um, and we'll sort of talk on each topic, or each um, statement maybe, um, as we go through. But firstly, in April, obviously we went down, we were in lockdown level four, uh, and we moved to level three. And obviously in level four, the economy completely stopped. Um, and then uh, in level three, it has slow, opened up slightly. Um, but it is very, it's a moving slow target at the moment, I would say. So... Um, the only businesses that have been in April were essential to start with, and then we've moved into some other smaller areas like manufacturing and obviously construction that were able to go back to work. Businesses that have stayed closed has been hospitality, retail, and tourism, and that sector has obviously taken a massive hit with travel travel bans being in place and um, domestic travel at the moment not sort of having any um, ability. But, Isha, what's your view on the uh, domestic travel side? Do you think the, this could stimulate the economy with New Zealanders travelling around New Zealand? Yeah, I definitely think so. You know, I really think of, um, you know, the main tourism hubs such as Queenstown. You just think how often people think of going to Queenstown, yet the draw card of going overseas usually trumps that. And then, you know, all of a sudden, if, you know, borders are closed, um, domestic travel bans are lifted, you think, you know, there's so many awesome places in New Zealand to go. So I think, one, it could be a really good thing for those sectors and those areas to, you know, generate some some well-deserved holidays and trips um, after what we're going through. And if we can do that within New Zealand and stimulate their economy, you know, what better way to do that than lifting, you know, the travel ban and getting people, you know, travelling around New Zealand more? Absolutely. Um, commercial landlords taken a massive hit uh, in this um, economic, uh, I suppose, shutdown that we've had um, Tenants, there's been some really big articles, and we've discussed it before, the Harvey Normans of the world and stuff like that have just said, we're not going to pay our rent uh, under the no-access clause. Um, and obviously, um, a lot of commercial landlords, uh, they, they, they run their operation like a business. So they're saying, well, if I can't receive income, that's not fair either. So that space is definitely a watch-and-see space. I think um, you're going to probably see a lot of... Uh, commercial investors leave that space and probably move over to residential site um, because it's the unknown moving forward. Yeah, you think of all you think of the people that have solely invested in commercial property. Um, you know, with whenever they come out the back end of this, um, whether their tenants are going to be there, whether they can hold on, there's going to be a lot of situations um, where tenants are just going to up and leave and you know, you feel for those commercial landlords that have all had all their eggs in one basket. Um, that'll be tough times ahead for them. The carrying costs will be causing some of them big headaches. Absolutely. The government pushed out some really good, in sort of um, March, April, pushed out some really good fast um, 
subsidies. They pushed out the obviously the wage subsidy, which helped uh, businesses for five eighty five a week uh, for full time staff to the tune of about twelve billion dollars, I think it is um, to date. Um, they government also pushed out government backed business loan schemes through um, the banks, which we'll touch on in a minute, which hasn't been that successful at all. Um, and uh, now because of the business loan scheme through the banks, um, they've actually introduced their own loan scheme direct to businesses um, through the IRD where they'll be offering interest-free loans for 12 months, uh, 10 grand up front and then 1,800 uh, per uh, employee. So um, that's trying to help stimulate, I suppose, or at least keep people employed. And obviously Parliament um, passed the biggest single tax bill um, I think in New Zealand history of about $3 billion. And this is um, to access previous tax as cash funds for cash flow for businesses. So just touching on the business loan scheme that the government initially backed and was pushed through banks, I just don't think banks want to lend money in risky situations. And um, that has curtailed into very little money in that scheme being pushed out from a bank. Yeah, look, I think, you know, the banks have to be so wary of everything that's going on. I think they'll be looking at what they can do um, and what they can't do, but I definitely think they'll have been very wary around what was rolled out. The government um, have recently released that they potentially actually um, extend the wage subsidy to certain sectors, I'm, I'm guessing to retail, hospital and tourism to potentially help out more in that space. So obviously watch the news and uh, keep up to date with what may happen there if you are in those areas. Um, <clears throat> what I have noticed uh, on a personal level is um, with cafes uh, being open around contactless, the ease of use now of actually ordering a coffee on an app for a de designated time um, and literally swinging by, it's all paid for on your app uh, and picking up um, the coffee from a stand outside the coffee shop. That's our local coffee shop in central Auckland, which has been fantastic. The ingenuity is just brilliant. People in particular who are figuring out ways to make their businesses work is phenomenal. Um, and we're seeing that across the board, all the way from bakeries to online ordering. I remember being in Dublin about three to four years ago when a guy um, that I used to play with was like, you know what, we should uh, create an app to order coffee. And everyone was laughing at him going, you absolute plonker, this isn't going to happen. You know, why would I order it when I just rock down there? Now that might just be the absolute norm and the ease of doing it. I pop down to the local cafe and um, order or even just text on, on my way down there and it's ready for me waiting on a stand. So um, I really take my hat off to all the, you know, the small businesses that are finding ways to make it work rather than just caving. Yeah, I, I think that the landscape will change. Um, obviously, Amazon uh, are so great at what they do, and it's because you order online, it's at your door, doorstep in a couple of days. Um, so, you know, watch these retail spaces potentially completely move from having a foothold on the footpath and to go to online. And, and then, like I've already seen, you know, the, some, of the, some of the automatic emails that you get with um, companies that are just actually stating at the top, we have taken all of our business online. There is no storefronts anymore. Uh, great surf company that I get an email from once a week, all saying all their business is online, and maybe that's just the way the majority might be go. Yep, exactly. And um, other terms that we've heard been thrown out there, we've heard of quantitative easing um, from the government, where the government will buy up um, bonds of about thirty billion dollars, um, and also to the term helicopter money, which is pretty funny. But if you can envisage a helicopter over your house throwing out bundles of cash. 
to stimulate your household, to push it back into the economy, to buy uh, goods. Um, that has been actually passed out there, and it's a very old term, but a pretty funny one. Um, whether that may happen or not, we don't know, but uh, this has all been mentioned. Um, property settlements uh, in April were pretty much non-existent uh, until just probably in the last week, I think, um, onto level three, that uh, property settlements can now occur, um, which has been a big thing for A, obviously people that are looking to move into the home they've bought, but also to pushing a bit of cash and, and credit back through the economy. Um, and a big one that was announced, I think it was last week, um, the RBNZ uh, has announced the removal of loan-to-value ratio restrictions. What's your take on that, Isa? Because this is huge. Yeah, look, I definitely think that, um, you know, to boost the economy and um, to get some single large transactions into the equation to get, you know, the economy rolling, you know, property is a great area for it to happen. Um, you know, there was a lot of clickbait out there as soon as it was announced um, and a lot of articles written saying, you know, huge changing times. But I think what, you know, the smart were very wary to say, let's just wait and see how this plays out first. Um, the banks have been in such a strong position since holding a lot of capital on their books that would they just jump straight back into the cowboy days? I doubt it. So I think the smart were just wary just to say, hey, let's, you know, cool the jets here. Let's just wait and see what happens and see how each individual bank rolls that out. And as of the 5th of May, we're still waiting to see what that actually looks like and get some stuff in concrete. So, yeah, there's a lot of clickbait articles and a lot of, um, a lot of interest in the removal of that loan value ratio removals but you know maybe it's a, a needed step but then understanding how each bank works is probably um, the key to the announcement by the RBNZ. I think what people don't understand is that um, if each individual bank has a stance on the loan to value ratios and they ease them off what what we're seeing right now is the undeniable in-depth nature of what a bank is looking at now with uh, a loan app and um, you know you might only have a five percent deposit that you can go get a home loan now but the scrutiny that your credit profile that the credit team inside the bank will look at now the questions asked like um, we were just discussing I think yesterday around uh, clients of yours being asked to um, give an update on the industry that they work in, how safe their job is, what the outlook looks like, all this kind of stuff that you've never had to answer before. Before that, it can go even further to even being, being approved. So, you know, there's a real give and take around that. And I think the word LVR, when it's been removed, everyone thinks it's it's going to be a fairy tale, but I think you're going to find it's going to be very much a case-by-case case in this situation. Yeah, well, like you look at one of the, you know, the first articles um, posted on one of the main news sites was, oh, lending's going to become easier now that LVRs are lifted. Like, you know, you couldn't ask for a more clickbait article in that whatever was flying five to six weeks ago um, around servicing and client profiling from the banks has gone up a notch. Absolutely. They're, they're going to critique things that much harder. There's always a way to get it done, but they're just going to be that much more thorough, which we've already seen in a lot of um, detailed pushback from banks around certain industries and confirmation of what your income is and how it's going to be affected moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose from our point of view as a company, um, just touching on property and, and what the outlook may look um, like for people is that um, we're still seeing, we're, we're still getting contacted for a first purchase, I think it's a great time to purchase your first home. 
um, to purchase investment properties, use equity to leverage a few incomes there. Um, and the other options people are now looking at is either upgrading their home because I've spent some five, six, seven weeks in the home and realizing, hey, we need a bigger home or whatever it may be, adding an extra dwelling to the site if they can, um, or renovations around creating office environment where they may be able to work from home a bit more if their employment uh, allows it or if they're self-employed. So we're seeing all that. But the general um, rule, as we always say, is that whatever you're doing, um, do it for a good period of time. Because no matter what up and down we go through in an economy, in a market, um, if you're investing for a period of time and whatever that may be, um, you will bounce back. Lastly, is what is um, your view on unemployment, first of all, and then the economy outlook? Look, I think, I think some, obviously some sectors are going to take a hammering. I, um, whether that is immediately or if it's in six weeks to three months or if it's in a year's time. I think there's some sectors that will be really hit really hard by this um, and what we have gone through. And I just don't think we're going to feel that hit until six to 12 months' time. Um, once things get back to whatever normality is, I think there'll be a huge change in certain sectors but then a lot of the finance or a lot of industries really and the real the real consequence and i think results of that might not be seen for another 12 months or so but from that point of view i think the banks are in a great position to continue to lend um, to continue to help stimulate and the fact that they're in their position is far far better than how the majority of banks, how the banking sector crippled the world in GFC. So this is a very different time. And I think as long as the public understand that it's a very different time and that there is banks out there, are banks out there that are willing to lend, that's a super spot to be in for what, you know, fingers crossed the curve of New Zealand's um, reaction takes off quite quickly. That's what we want to see. And that's what I want to see. I fully agree. I think 12 months will know the full outcome, but in any type of investing, whether it's property, shares, whatever it is, strategically build a plan around it, understand the worst case scenario, um, invest for time if it's on your side, um, and do it wisely, engage with the right people to make it work overall. So I think in summary, um, April uh, is what you've just heard. Obviously, we've got some great podcasts that we've pushed um, before that, um, which you can listen to, but um, listeners out there, if you have any questions on anything, obviously jump on our social platforms, comment, um, private message us, or jump on our website, www.moneyandpie.co.nz. Um, flick us an email. We're more than happy to answer it um, via podcast, but we'll still release really good education out there through this period and then also moving forward because it's not all doom and gloom. Again, always a pleasure, Issa. Thank you.